Do you find yourself wishing you had more energy, healthier habits, or fun family activities? At the YMCA, you can find your passion, find family fun, and find your happy place, all while supporting your community. Join the Y in March with a $0 enrollment fee and enjoy motivating group exercise classes, heated pools, pickleball, and so much more. Visit YMCADC.org to learn more and to find your nearest Y in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia today. Live to tape. Millennial Season 2, Episode 44. I'm Andrew. I'm Laura. I'm Matt. And joining us this week is Micah. Hello, Micah. Welcome back to the show. Hello, Andrew. It's good Happy to, to be back. On. Yeah. Yes. It's, nice, it's nice to meet you, Micah. Where are you from? Um, From Washington, D.C., actually. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. What are you wearing? <laughs> A towel. Yes. ASL? Yes. <laughs> Well, we've, we've missed you, Quitter, um, but we're, we're, we're glad to have you on the show. There's lots to talk about. We're going to talk about Fantastic Beasts, actually, so it's good to have you on uh, because I understand you are a Harry Potter podcasting superstar. That's right. Yeah. So we're talking about, we're talking about Fantastic Beasts, and then we're also going to talk about the new Wizarding World movie, right? Oh, see what you Ooh. did there. Uh, but yes. yes, very funny. Very funny. Um, but I just want to uh, do a little ho- couple housekeeping things here. First of all, we hit our next milestone on Patreon. Thank Woo! you to our supporters who are helping us out there. What is the what milestone? Is, We're going to start yeah, doing what is it? one episode of After Dark Live on Google Hangouts. So our patrons will be able to tune in and join the conversation. It'll be like a little group gathering once a month. Yeah. Oh man, this no, means excited. that I can't record the show naked anymore. That's right, Why not? Laura. Um, no, you just lift the camera up just a little bit. You'd be fine. We will um, have more information. We're going to start that in December since we're getting kind of closer to the end of the month here. Uh, so look for details, patrons, starting in December. And thanks to everybody who is supporting us there. Next up is our next milestone that we need to hit is our host challenges. Milestone. Oh God! This oh is, God! This is the one that I think is going to be like the most anticipated of all of our milestones. Basically, listeners will be able to challenge us to something, and we have to complete it. For example, you can make me do my long-awaited No Tech Day. Or didn't you I, already do that? No, I never did it. <laughs> um, Laura could do as it's written here on Patreon. She could attend a political rally and pretend to be a tea partier. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe just be a member of the alt right. We have to update that yeah. one. And say alt right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I can start getting dangerous, guys. <laughs> so that one's going to be a lot of fun, I think. And uh, you can yeah. help us reach that next milestone at Patreon.com/slash/Millennial. And when you sign up, you'll get access to lots of bonus content instantly, including After Darks. Today's After Dark. We're going to be talking about Black Friday. And Cyber Monday and consumerism and how it all sucks. And we got listeners to participate in this one. So it's going to be a fun conversation. Yeah, it's going to be good. 
Yeah, I'm going to have to relive my 10 years of working retail for this shit. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I would love to hear about that. I, I really would. I kind of like Black Friday. I'm embarrassed Fucking to Fucking shit. <laughs> but the day before Black Friday is, of course, Thanksgiving. And I want to know, what is everyone here thankful for this year? I Laura? Just... Let's start just, with you. Hold what? on. Just one sec. Like what? you you preface Thanksgiving by calling it the day before Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> That's is that is that how far? Yeah, I guess. I mean, Jesus, Trump is president, so now but I mean Black Friday was a bigger thing. Yeah, I mean, so. consumerism, like, let's let's not joke around here. That's that's the most important thing. That's what we care about in this country. Yeah. Well, and we're going to talk about in After Dark how Black Friday starts on Thanksgiving now, like right after. It does, dinner. yeah. These poor mm-hmm. employees have to go into work. It, it's terrible. It's awful. Yeah, but Fuck yeah. Them. Okay, so let's pretend for a minute that we should give Thanksgiving top priority. Like it matters more than Black Friday. Laura, okay. what are you thankful for this year? Fucking nothing. Nothing. This year, this year has sucked. The year started with David Bowie dying, and it ended with Donald Trump getting elected president. This year can suck a dick. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> but if you could name one thing, so sure, let's be positive. There's one good thing. <laughs> no, okay. So, I mean, if I'm being totally serious, it's been a pretty good year for me. I started a new job. It's a really uh, great place. Uh, doing really well there. And... Uh, I, you know, all the typical things. I'm very lucky to have my family, um, you know, all present and accounted for mm-hmm. after another year, especially this year. Um, and yeah, I'm just mainly optimistic about how people are going to react in in the years that come. I think that uh, I think a lot of people are really getting a reality check right now yeah. in the wake of the election. So I'm thankful for that. I hope pe- I hope. <laughs> I hope people stay outraged because that's what we need. PSA out. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. we've hit rock bottom, so there's nowhere to go but up. I don't know. Right. I feel like we've we've discovered new bottoms. Like we've the entire. I think the last six months have always been like rediscovering an extra layer of bottom that we didn't know existed. Right. Thanks in part to Trump. Yeah, we're gonna proceed to start digging now. We gonna dig, I hope Andrew. What are you most thankful for? Well, um, it's been a good year for me personally and especially professionally. Um, it's also been a great year for me being a Bruce Springsteen fan. I was I was front row. I met him. Um, lots of live concerts, lots of joy. He means everything to me. I will remind you. So it was a great year for me and Bruce Springsteen. Um. And I can't wait to see what our marriage brings next. But yeah, um, do you get to wear the Presidential Medal of Freedom? Is that part of your as his relationship? Husband? Yes, um, he did tell me he he just received that honor today, Micah, as you know, and he agreed to let me wear it nude in bed. So I'm looking God. forward to that. You are so fickle. I mean, weren't you going to marry Robbie Mook? But now that he's not working for the president anymore, or like now you're back to Bruce. Yeah, he's a loser. I don't I don't get with losers. I get with winners. Sad. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, it's been a great year for me professionally and I'm getting ready to do something big in the new year. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm guess I'm uh, thankful for sort of kind of getting my shit together. 
How about Micah and Matt? Uh, I'm kind of on the same boat as Laura. Like, this year can just fuck go fuck itself. Um, if I had, I mean, honestly, without trying to sound corny, I would have to say the show is Aww. what I'm the most thankful for. Oh, you guys. That was mine. No, it was not. <laughs> you fucking liar. No, I gotta say, I mean, it was, it was probably the highlight of my week every week this year. So it was definitely something to connect with, especially with all the people that all of all of our listeners who are engaged in our Facebook threads and social media. And it's, it makes me thankful and hopeful that all, that all the people that listen to us are, you know, have their own opinions and are educated and will not just let things slide. <laughs> all right. So that's what I'm thankful for. And Micah, you don't have to answer, Micah. I know you don't like getting personal, but I'm going to try to make you answer anyway. I'll just echo what everyone else said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, never, uh, ch- never change. How about why bother? How about thankful for J.K. Rowling ushering a new era for the Wizarding World? Sure. I mean, why not? Cal- okay, calm down. You don't have to be too excited. <laughs> Admit it, Micah. You're thankful for the cursed child. <laughs> Forgot about that. We all yeah. are the cursed we child all. this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, man. It's funny until you start crying. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I feel I feel like this is, you know, you could have fun with this question, but it could also be a, a relatively serious question. And Right. Yeah, let's, know, not get, let's not get real so early in the episode, guys. Well, about two minutes from now, it's going to happen anyway. So, yeah. um, I mean, I'm I'm thankful for Alec Baldwin and <laughs> the role he's going to play over the next four years because it's probably about the only comedy we're going to get out of this administration. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right. Well, everybody had terrible answers except for me. Yeah. Better. Your answer you. is the same. No, no. For every year. Answer. What? Bruce that's Springsteen. Not- no, that's not. I gave a serious answer, too. Oh, okay. Okay, so, Laura, oh, man, I can't believe we're talking about this, but unfortunately, we're look, <clears throat> this show going forward is not going to be all about politics. We are going to dive into other things as well. Comedy. Um, comedy. We're going to have fun. Later in the show, we're going to talk about Kanye. We're going to talk about California trying to separate from the United States. We're going to talk about Fantastic Beasts, like I mentioned. But we yeah. are going to have to talk about some politics going forward. We're going to try to – we are going to do it less than we have been over the past few months because you're sick of it. We're sick of it. We want to have fun and remember that Earth isn't totally ending. But this week uh, – It is. Mm. So – yeah, just to kind of echo Andrew's sentiment, we had promised ourselves and several of you actually that we were planning on taking the show in a, in a slightly different direction and making it more discussion oriented. That was when we thought Hillary Clinton was going to win the election. Now that Donald Trump has won the election, we kind of don't have a choice but to cover this shit. Not just because it's super relevant and newsworthy, but also because I, I at least feel an obligation to because... There is already so much fucked up shit happening. He's not even in office yet. And I think the only way that we're going to be able 
to get rid of this guy in four years is if we just continually hold his feet to the fire. So that's what we're going to do. But we won't inundate you. We won't make it like the entire episode. Yeah. So is everybody ready? Everyone brace your everyone brace your buttholes. I refuse to play the dumpster fire music though. We're done with that. No, we're done with it. That's retired. Over. No, no. Now we are in the dumpster fire. (laughs) Right. It's cold, dark. Yep. Smells bad. It's full of shit. Like Trump Tower. Um. So to kick us off, we're gonna talk about. The first thing, right? Because last week we took a break from politics uh, and a lot has happened since then. So Trump actually had his customary meeting with the outgoing president uh, last Thursday or the Thursday before last. Uh, And it ended up being a 90 minute meeting in which the two men discussed politics and a number of other, you know, really heavy things. And Trump came out of it saying that he thought it was going to be more of a, quote, get to know you type thing. Um, And he was actually Like a mixer, right? Right. Like, he was shocked to learn what the scope of the president's job is. And I'm sure you guys all saw the pictures. I mean, this was literally, like, his face was like, I just just got this job, and uh, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, it, I mean... If we've ever written a resume where you lied about your experience, that's that moment that Donald mm-hmm. Trump was having just then. Um, I don't think he lied, though. That's, no, that's, that's, that's the problem. That's well, I think I mean, he lied to people who were stupid enough to believe him. Yeah. And, you know, I think he's a great businessman. Yeah. Well, that aside, I mean, I don't I, I get I get the analogy you're making, but I don't think that he pretended to be something that he wasn't. I, I just think he was able to con people into making them believe that he's actually going to do great things for this country when he doesn't have a clue right. how to mm-hmm. approach the job that's now in front of him. Yeah. Right. He, he played off of the fact that a lot of people don't really pay attention to details. They're more like the kind of people that just read the title of an article, but don't actually click on it and read it. Right, Donald Trump out. is like a clickbait article. He is. He's the ultimate clickbait. Yeah. We we found out afterwards that his staff was unaware that they would even have to replace the entire staff in the White House. <laughs> right. Like, that's just yeah. a perfect example of just how unprepared they were for this. And you can see it playing out. Um, the New York Times and other outlets have reported that it's been very messy. Um, lots of changes w- from within. And the funny thing is Trump has such thin skin that and he watches so much TV, news news TV like CNN, that he has to go out and explicitly deny these reports, saying on Twitter multiple times now, and including in a video that that the transition work has been very smooth. After the New York Times and others said it's been very chaotic. very smooth. Yeah, it's like yeah. And you know he's reading all this stuff, and it's actually kind of funny because like he could just pretend he doesn't see all this stuff and it would go away, but instead. Since he has such thin skin, he has to respond to it. Mm-hmm. It's because and... he's a psychopath. Yeah. Um, he was also unaware of the fact that he has to live in the White House. Um, guys, did you know that? The yeah, has to live there's in the been White reports Apparently, this morning, yeah. according from, uh, to CNN, that him living in Trump Tower would cost the city a million, I think, a million dollars a day. Cause it's yeah, about a million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I mean, he's already caused so much mayhem. Micah, I'm sure you can speak to this. Fifth Avenue is a disaster. Um, half of the stores there can't do it, like any of their Christmas promotions because nobody can come to them. Yeah. Because it's all blocked off. I I haven't yeah, for- seen it in person yet. I mean, I, I literally work a few blocks away, but I'm sure that it is as bad as advertised. Yeah. I mean, for uh, anybody who's lived in a city where the, the president visits, like it's a nightmare to get around. Yeah. Like they like they they break off parts of of the city. Yeah. Like everyone has to readjust their commute. Yeah. And like, does does uh, he doesn't care? I was going to ask if he did, but I answered no, my question. He doesn't, Who cares? he doesn't give a shit. Um, oh. So in other news, he's also really interested in doing a victory tour. Um. Yeah, oh, like he, in Hunger he, Games. Yeah, he wants to do a tour of the country giving victory speeches, um, which is not at all Hitlery. It's not. Well, that's what he's used to, though. He's Definitely used not. to like going out and you know putting on a show. He doesn't want to work. Right. Well, that's that's the thing is that it's become very clear that he's not going to do any governing. They're relying on Pence. My theory is that the Republican Party is hoping that Donald Trump is going to crash and burn so that they get Pence. Yeah. I think that's right because they can control Pence more than they could control Trump. Trump, right. they just well, don't and I know mean, what they're getting. Well, yeah, Pence, Pence is more of a he has a he has politics. He has a political background, and he has agendas. Right, he's competent, and that's that almost makes him a little bit scarier because he's the same brand of crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just that he's well spoken crazy and he's poised crazy. So he's still going to enact all the heinous bullshit that they've been talking about. It's just going to be much easier for him because he's a much smoother talker than Donald Trump is. So, yeah, I I think that it's I think it's all downhill from here, guys. I think you, we should just quit. What do you think the chances are that Donald Trump just becomes completely overwhelmed with the presidency and chooses not to? To serve, because I've wondered. This th- there's too. a part of me that believes that really all he wanted at the end of the day was to win, and to be mm-hmm. able to say that he won. And just based on Laura, what you're talking about with the meeting that he had with President Obama, he's not in any way prepared. No. To serve, and I don't think he's competent enough, honestly, to be able to serve for four years and to do a good job. So mm-hmm. I wonder. You know, based off of what you're saying, are we looking at a situation where he doesn't make it the full term? I think so. I'm not yeah. sure if it'll be because he's impeached. I think that's more likely, to be honest with you, or because he decides to quit. I, either way, I don't think we're going to have four years of Donald Trump. I think there's a reason why the Republican Party, when they offered um, John Kasich the vice presidency, they asked him, do you want to be the most powerful vice president ever? There's a reason for that, because in this case, Pence is going to be the one doing all the work. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think I I don't think Trump will ever walk out of it saying this is too much. F this. I think, like Laura said, Pence will do a lot of the work. You'll find Trump on vacation a lot. You'll find Trump maybe doing a couple meetings a day. But not really doing the nitty gritty. You you think of like Obama. I, I follow his white the White House photographer, and he's been posting a lot of photos over the years. Obama wraps up his second term, and you just see this guy going out around the country, meeting people, exploring different areas of the world. 
I can't picture Trump doing any of this. I can't picture no. him going to towns and meeting people, going into coffee shops, meeting. I can't imagine him tra- traveling across the world. He can't be bothered. He doesn't. Well, he's never done that before. He's never he's never put himself in with the the real people, the citizens of the country. He was never in that tier. He was always above that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I do agree, though, like he like he, in some fashion that he will not last, but he will. But he wants to complain and argue that everything was stacked against him and that they were un, like his presidency was unfair because that's what he was gearing towards during the election. He was already prepared to lose because he already had a platform for it, saying that the Electoral College was against him, the media was against him. That's how he knew that he was going to have like a career after the election was because he was going to have that voice about how things were unfair. And yeah. now that everything is kind of flipped on him, he's sort of backpedaling. He's like he's now going back saying like well, I mean, the media has been really mean to me, but, you know, they are the staple in our country and I respect them. They are amazing. I'm like, so so what's your opinion? Right, exactly. He doesn't have an opinion. His opinion is whatever the last person told him to think, um, which kind of explains some of his back and forth. Um, at first it was, well, we're going to maintain some parts of the Affordable Care Act. And then later it was, oh, no, actually, we're going to repeal it. Um, and then it was, oh no, we're not going to be able to build a wall. And then it was, we're actually going to deport 3 million people on my first day in office. So yeah, congratulations, America. You fucked up. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Kasich, there was another, uh, person recently who got the offer to have a job within Trump's cabinet. Yeah. Well, so well, ben, one ben, other ben, thing real quick. Oh. Um, um, he also backtracked today on prosecuting Hillary Clinton. And oh, getting yeah. a special prosecutor. That was a big moment from one of the debates. Yeah. She's very nice. She's very nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so the other thing that's been really big, and and this kind of ties into the Hamilton thing. So Donald Trump recently just had to pay a $25 million settlement over Trump University. Uh, this happened conveniently at this, around the same time that Mike Pence went to see a showing of Hamilton. And the cast gave him what I would call a polite but very firm message, essentially, about how they're feeling about the prospect of living in Trump's America. And he has gone on a Twitter rage. He posted things such as, um, what was it? Uh, Our wonderful future VP Mike Pence was harassed last night at the theater by the cast of Hamilton. This should not happen. The theater must always be a safe and special place. The cast of Hamilton was very rude last night to a very good man. Mike Pence apologize. Talk to Abraham Lincoln about theaters being safe spaces, Mr. Trump. Um, and then the cast and producers of Hamilton, which I hear is highly overrated, should immediately apologize to Mike Pence for their terrible behavior. And there was nothing terrible about what they did. No. They basically just stood up and said, hey, we're really anxious about the prospect of this administration. Please be there to represent all of us. And the thing that's really aggravating about this is Trump has been spinning this to try and cover the whole Trump University lawsuit. Yeah. So that has been what's getting all the the coverage. Yeah, it's been getting so much coverage, though. Like, it's been really all you can talk about. All people are talking about on social media right now are the Hamilton thing because you don't fuck with Hamilton. (laughs) You don't. Trump finally picked the one thing. I mean, what did – can't fuck with in this country yeah and he <laughs> lost you really can't but but like 
what really upset me was the people who were arguing about it, like who were on Trump's side, was saying like how how unprofessional it was to you know boo and jeer. But it wasn't the Hamilton cast who did that. It was the audience that was booing to Trump or to Pence. What's so ironic about this and and what Trump has said is, you know, these are the people that that he and Pence both have marginalized over the course of the last several years. And to talk about safe spaces, you know, the theater being a safe space. Well, you know, I'm sorry that for one time in your life, you feel uncomfortable where you've gone out and made so many different people of so many different backgrounds feel uncomfortable over the course of the last several months, even the last several years. So I I understand some people where they raise the point, is it the right forum? But it's an opportunity for people to be able to address the vice president. And honestly, I feel very strongly. I commend them for what they did. Yes, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it's something I think that he needed to hear. Whether he wanted to hear it or not is another story. I understand. Okay, you're out with your daughter, you're seeing a Broadway show, but guess what? You have a track record. You're responsible for that track record, and that doesn't preclude you from being exposed to the type of things that happened when you went to see this play. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like you decided to run for vice president. Nobody made you do this. Mm-hmm. So now, welcome to the club, buddy. But like, he didn't condemn. Um, P- Pence didn't condemn it, though. He no. He when when he was asked about it, he he said, "This is what freedom sounds like." It's yep. Trump who's been antagonizing everything, and this that's why back. I think it's deliberately meant to cover up the Trump University thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it goes back to Trump just not being able to help himself. The fact that he tweeted mm-hmm. about it multiple times. And also would insult the musical itself by calling it highly overrated, which just yeah. does not make well, sense. Well, that's a Trump thing to say, though. I mean, right, right. exactly. Come on. What, what it's very bad. What happens? Not when, very nice. What happens when countries around the world start pissing him off? Is he going to take to Twitter too and say, yes. oh, Germany's overrated, Russia's overrated? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's basically he the commenter. He's basically the commenter of his administration. He's not going to be doing anything. Yeah, all he's been doing is tweeting. He put up a tweet about the lawsuit and he said, the only bad thing about winning the presidency is that I did not have the time to go through a long but winning trial on Trump University. Too bad. That's what was so douchebaggery is that he said that he was going to win had he actually went to trial. I would have won anyways. But, you know. This is just so disconcerting on so many levels. We're talking about him attacking a Broadway show. He attacked Saturday Night Live. He attacked the New York Times. Nobody is is safe from Trump tweets. Who gave him back his phone? Uh, Yeah, that's a great question. Kellyanne needs to grab that away. (laughs) We need to move on to a couple of things that are... Can I ask a question, though? It's probably... You probably... very straightforward but he will get the potus handle won't he yes yes i bet he won't and handle that he won't one. use I bet. it he won't i use bet it. He'll... That, yeah i hope that's controlled by somebody that's not him oh, although i, I did know. think that all those crazy tweets were going to stop after he won so who knows I yeah, the, we all did. I, I honestly think the potus twitter handle is just going to be like quoting and retweeting everything that his personal handle says <laughs> yeah well, we need to move on to a couple of other things about this. Um, I mean, not to say that what we just discussed isn't serious, but these are like really just 
critical examples of things that we need to be standing up against and just screaming bloody murder to our representatives because it's bullshit. Uh, A couple of the names that we know for sure are up uh, or who have been appointed uh, to Trump's cabinet. Uh, The chief strategist of the White House is going to be noted white supremacist, nationalist and right wing Breitbart executive Steve Bannon. Uh, I'm sure that we have all read numerous articles about this guy in the last week. Mm-hmm. He's needless to say a fucking piece of shit. And you need to be calling your senators and your representatives to condemn that appointment because there is no place in the Oval Office for a white supremacist. We can't let that happen. Yeah. Um, another one is attorney. The attorney general is going to be Jeff Sessions. He's a senator from Alabama. Uh, of note here, Jeff Sessions was too racist for Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan thought that he was too racist to be a low-level judge. So there you go. Um, and we, we, there are just a number of other just awful names flying around, like Sarah Palin and Mike Huckabee. And it's just like every reject GOP candidate from the last decade, essentially, is going to be in this guy's cabinet. He's basically um, like the Oprah of the GOP. You yes. get a job. You get a job. You all get jobs. Yeah, you all get to fuck up the country. Yeah. Um, the other thing that we mentioned earlier on is that he has now pledged to deport 3 million people as soon as he assumes office on January 20th. Uh, setting aside the fact that that's probably not realistic, it's really dangerous rhetoric. And we actually got an email from somebody who's living in this country undocumented, and we wanted to share a little bit of that. Andrew, could you read it? Sure. Um, so the email goes, I have been undocumented in this country since I was three months old. I openly, readily, and confidently gave all my information to the government to enroll in the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or DACA, not so they would have it to eventually deport me, but to give me some sort of chance. When the presidential election started, I was aghast at how many people followed this man, men men and women I shared life with and confided in, and how delighted they were to see us all go and their racism towards people who have no choice but to be the color they are. Yeah, and this was a much lengthier email, um, but basically just expressing the fear that a lot of undocumented persons are feeling in this country right now. Uh, I cannot even begin to imagine imagine the uncertainty that yeah. that must be your every day. And I just want to, like, I know that you guys are going to laugh at me. It's going to sound really cheesy, but I'm 100% with you. I'm going to do whatever I can, whatever influence I can have with the small following this show has. I want to make sure that we just call them on this bullshit and at the very least, don't let them get away with saying this kind of shit uh, like the Mm -hmm. fucking news has because the news isn't reporting on any of this shit. It's like they've all gotten into lockstep and they're just accepting that's happening. Right. Well, yeah, the news network, the 24 hour news networks. Yes. Um, local media. I was actually just going to mention like here in L.A., mm-hmm. this has obviously been a concern. Immigrants. Um, and there's been a lot of coverage about what happens next. And I know the city of L.A. held, held a press conference to calm nerves the other day um, with the mayor of Los Angeles, with the police force, um, just saying, you know, we are going to protect the people here. And uh, I know the L.A. Uh, PD chief said that um, he's not going to help the Trump administration if they decide to do something like that. Um, They said that a couple weeks ago and people were applauding him for that. And um, yeah, so there is going to be pushback. Mm -hmm. Not just. Yeah, a lot of. Yeah, a lot of border states are doing that, which is really good. I just think that we need to make sure that we stay 
just like aware. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Couple more things. Uh, we need to save Obamacare. Paul Ryan has a bullshit survey going on right now that you can actually call into. You don't have to talk to anybody, but you will have to listen to a very biased diatribe about how terrible Obamacare is before you vote. Uh, so to call and vote on this, it's 202-225-0600. Vote one if you support Obamacare and push two if you don't. Um, you know, slash you hate 20 million people in this country who are currently insured by it. Um, it's, you know, it probably won't make a difference because I don't think they care what we think, but at the very least we need to make ourselves heard right. and definitely calling your representatives is going to be the most effective way at this point, because they have to take those phone calls. Your emails and letters can kind of get sorted and, and lost, but phone calls, they have to take. Mm-hmm. They have to. And press three, and somebody will give Paul Ryan the middle finger face to face. Yeah. Also, you can leave him a voicemail. There's an option to leave Paul Ryan a voicemail. So I highly encourage all of you to leave Paul Ryan a voicemail. Right now. Well, we probably won't, but I encourage anybody who feels so inclined. I feel like that's the way it was going. uh, To uh, leave Paul Ryan a voicemail telling him to suck a big dick. Anyway. (laughs) Um, and then last but not least, just want to remind everybody as of today, this is November 22nd, Hillary Clinton's lead in the popular vote is up by 1.7 million votes. Uh, I so know. yeah, what is Thanks it matter? Crazy. What does it matter? I it does matter though. I just want to remind it people it's over that this is the second time in 16 years that this has happened. And this is, you, this if, is if the, the tables were tr- turned and Trump had the popular vote, but Hillary had the Electoral College. Would you be talking about this? I don't think so. I would talk about it. I would be glad because in that particular case, the Electoral College would be working the way that it's supposed to. The whole point of the Electoral College is to prevent something like this from happening. Mm -hmm. And it failed. This is also the like this is the most uh, votes given to a candidate that did not win the presidency, too. Yep. Hmm. But we don't live in the United States of New York and California, Laura. <laughs> right. Well, and the thing about it, too, is that Trump won the election with less votes than what Mitt Romney lost by. And McCain. Yeah. Both of them. So it's just it's just a fucking mess. America, get your shit together. I have a, a follow up question. Uh, yes. So the Electoral College, what are the chances that anything changes? Zero. Zero. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was. <laughs> I, I heard about like what has to be done, and it's it's quite it's quite an obstacle. And it just benefited the, fitted the Republicans, so they're not about to change it. They, no. well, they wanted to. Well, they wanted yeah. to for a hot second, and they realized, oh wait, no, this works for this, us. This works for us. Yeah. But I think Micah, you were asking about what are the chances of the Electoral College doing something about this? Is that well? What you're I was. Well, I well, have. Yeah, I'm curious question, about that, though. though. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. About that. Well, I mean, the Electoral College technically votes on December 19th. So technically, at that point, they vote on who's going to be the president. But I can't see it going any other way than the way it's going now. Um, it, it would what, cause. What does the Electoral College derive of? Like, who are those? Who are the people that vote? So they're electors. From each of the states, you know how each state has a certain amount of electoral votes like those refer to actual people 
who cast their electoral vote on behalf of the people of the state. So like we're not a direct democracy. So that's why we don't vote on every single thing that comes down the pipeline. That's why things like gay marriage go to the Supreme Court and not to the people to vote on. Mm-hmm. Um, so because it's representative in that way, the elector the electors are technically supposed to cast their vote in favor of whichever candidate won their state's electoral votes. However, they are able in some cases to be unfaithful and cast their votes for another candidate. So in some crazy scenario where enough of them did this, and it would have to be a lot, it would have to be like 30 to 40 to throw this so that neither candidate had 270, then it would go to the House of Representatives to vote on who's going to be the president. Mm. So... I mean, even if they did this, we're going to end up with a Republican. <laughs> damned if you do, damned if you do. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. But it would be, um, I think it would be kind of exciting to watch it. I know it would definitely shake up Trump a little bit more. Matt, some men just like to watch the world burn. <laughs> One final Trump-related story, then we'll move on. On Tuesday, um, he did meet with the New York Times after some uncertainty if he would actually do it. He showed up at their failing organization and um, had a interesting meeting on the record, by the way, they spoke for a while. Um, The New York times was live tweeting it. Uh, I don't think there's any particular major bombshells. Trump was kind of talking like a buffoon as usual, but he made, he made it through. I don't think Kellyanne Conway is going to have a hard time sleeping tonight. Yeah. I mean, any of you, well, I mean, what what I found interesting was I found out this is actually the most extensive interview he's been given since he's been elected. He hasn't held a press conference, and that has never happened to uh, a president-elect candidate. They've always had a press conference not, not too long after Election Day. Yeah, and it's been two weeks. So this is the most we've heard about really any conversations. We heard a little bit about the Breitbart News with Steve Bannon. We heard a little bit about um, uh, First Amendment protections for the press. He, um, what was his quote? Oh, yeah, he responded by saying, I think you'll be happy to the press about it. In other and, words, he's backtracking on what he said right. during the campaign I, that he would that he would look into prosecuting people in the media. So uh, let's move on from Trump. Um, thank God. Let's talk about a couple <laughs> other stories um, that don't involve him. Well, actually, one kind of does. The next one absolutely does. <laughs> you think the next one does? Okay, I'll t- you you have to tell us how. Well, both of them do, right? I mean, so, well, who who anyone? I mean, here you can blame everything. I mean, Fantastic Beast is also about Trump. So, like, what can we talk about? Well, John Voight's in that movie, and he was a huge Trump supporter. There you go. So, I knew we'd find something. All right. Uh, who next listens story. to Kanye here? No one. Okay. Neither nope. do I. No. Um, not a big fan. A lot of people really do worship him, though. Worship his music. Uh, I know my brother; he's a big fan. He was trying yeah, to I go mean, he, to one of his makes, shows. He, he does have great like rap music. He's yeah. just a shit. He's weird. He's a great artist for sure, but he's weird. Um, so he ended up having a weird week. Um, he was kind of gave like this rant endorsing Trump, and he called out Beyonce and Jay Z, and then he cut a concert short. And then he canceled the remainder of his 21 dates on his St. Pablo tour. Shortly after that, I think it was like the day after he canceled the remaining dates on his tour. 
Which, by yeah. the way, if you've seen video from his current tour, it looks terrifying. So he kind of floats on this stage ab- above the entire arena floor. And people are jumping up and down feverishly below him. I see these videos and I just get anxiety looking at it. I can't imagine being in that crowd while Kanye K- Kanye's floating over your head while people all around you are jumping up and down feverishly. It seems really scary. Sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. My brother was going to this. I'm like, uh, you're what if crazy. that was Bruce? Would you be cool with it? Uh, uh, mm, that's tough. I, I look, I had anxiety earlier this year being front row. I, I, so the answer is probably no. I wouldn't. Anyway. I mean, he's right now. He's uh, he's he's been placed in psychiatric hold, um, right? So in a medical in a hospital here in L.A. Right. So now he's hospitalized um, until he gets better. He's been suffering from exhaustion apparently. So nothing to laugh about, of course. I mean, he's he's had a he's had a pretty public meltdown so far this year um, on Twitter and Instagram. Like it's it's been leading up, and it 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 is kind of scary if you watch the video of him like having this. 20 minute rant like he is not well and i do and i also feel bad for the people who went to that concert because he's this was a this was a makeup show like they canceled this show prior and then this was a a, a reshowing the one where he, he, he has he, the rant where oh, he I had see. that that long rant about just like endorsing trump calling okay. up beyonce and jay-z um i feel bad for those people they had to yeah. go through that twice. Now, twice. just imagine if America took that cunt and said, let's make him president. Yeah. I think it could happen. I think yeah. we can do it, America. Let's just full steam ahead. Let's just run this fucker right into the wall. Kanye 2020, put up yep. the billboard. It's possible. Anything's possible. So, Kanye, get better. Many people in America need you. I won't say I need you. Personally, I think the hype around Kanye is way overdone. But like I said, some people are really into him. So, And of course, uh, Kim Kardashian was robbed in Paris, I think, a couple weeks ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Ago, and she's been basically silent since then. She's like left social media. She was like a queen of social media. Uh, anyway. Well, that's kind of what happens when you get robbed at gunpoint. Like shit happens. Like it changes you. You you quit social media. Well, not me. Well, maybe the social media gave clues to where she was, and probably yeah, that's, that's pro- probably yeah, I mean, why she's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, I've read that she's just over it now at this point. All the all the um, the the public spectacle of her, I guess you could say. But anyway, back to Trump. She's got a great ass, though, isn't that right, Micah? Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, you guys. doesn't it have its own Instagram? Uh, I don't know. Uh, do you follow it? If it does, it, <laughs> it, her butt is an it. it. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on, getting back to a story we were alluding to. There's a movement in California for the state to leave the country, secede from the country. Um, it's a group called Cal Exit, and they filed for a they filed for a 2018 vote on whether we should leave the United States or not. It's kind of interesting. Of course, the chances of this actually happening seem highly unlikely, but it may go on to a ballot. Um, it would go on the November 2018 uh, ballot. Now, here's what would hap- have to happen, though. More than half of the registered voters in the state must participate in the special election, and at least 55% must vote yes for the proposal to move forward. If voters approve the measure, 
the governor shall, ca- shall carry and shepherd an application for the newly independent Republic of California to join the United Nations. <laughs> so, Andrew, how will it feel to be? Li- I mean, that's living history right there. Yeah, if that happens. Like you'll be living in a new country. So as someone who like the. I think the reason this has picked up steam in the past couple of weeks is obviously because Trump won the election and you're and California, they have, I believe, is the the largest um, what's the word I'm looking for economy in the country. I, I think it's one of the biggest economies in the world. And so the argument is that California could easily run as its own country. Um, of course, they would be extremely challenging. There's a billion right. issues that would come up. Well, not to mention the fact that we had this little thing called the Civil War, and it's kind of illegal to secede from the Union now. That's that's what the war was about. You see, though, well, why don't we let voters decide that, Laura? Yeah, let's let voters decide what's legal. They've done really (laughs) good so far. Well, the majority of the country did. It just doesn't matter. So So we... The 2018 ballot would attempt to strike language from the California Constitution that says the state is an inseparable part of the United States of America. So that would be the first step to help that, Laura. And then if the voters approve that measure, it would establish a special election in March 2019 to ask voters if they want California to become an independent country. Wait, wait, wait. Amending your state constitution does not override... Look, federal Laura, law Laura, listen listen this listen. is not californians are crazy <laughs> cal exit we cal are progressive exit. in light of trump we feel like this is something to seriously consider so i'm a part of this cal exit movement and <laughs> i'm never gonna happen i'm gonna vote yes yeah. well um, this, this raises though and sort of an important issue i don't think we really touched on it much but the that the response that we have seen to Trump being elected, you know, this is just one of the stories. But of course, there's been so many protests that have been taking place around the country. I know mm-hmm. the weekend we were in New York City, Andrew. Uh, I walked through a protest that was going up Fifth Avenue yes, uh, towards awesome. Trump Tower. Uh, you know, and there are more planned in the future, specifically around Inauguration Day. Uh, so, what what's been the feeling, I mean, to, to see this many people be outspoken to an individual who's been elected as president of the United States has been uh, pretty astonishing uh, and pretty impressive. And yeah. their message is very clear. And I actually want yeah. to say something about the protests. I think they need to become more organized. They need to protest a specific part of what Trump is doing. Like, OK, you can protest that Trump is 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 well, has become I, president-elect. That's fine. But won't you stick with and some protests have done this. Won't you stick with protesting Steve Bannon, for example, protest the specific issue that Trump can specifically respond to. What is he going to say about the president's thing? Like he well, already addressed I mean, I it. I think and it's that's becoming that. more. I mean, up until recently, it's all oh, it's been the election in general and how unfair right. it was. Right. The injustice of it. But now, I mean, they're getting more specific. I mean, there's still more protests being scheduled, like the Million Women March that's being planned on Inauguration Day. There better be a million women. And and now it's going to be held in L.A. as well, simultaneously. Well, I think that's all for that. Um, But I encourage my California fellow Californians to please vote yes on that. No, vote no. We saved bareback porn. We're going to save ourselves this time (laughs) by (laughs) leaving this 
once great. And you legalized nation. marijuana, didn't you? We did. The whole West yeah. is now. It was pretty much West legal Coast. already in the state. Not for recreational use, but yes, it, um, for medical okay. use it was. So let's talk about Fantastic Beasts. Um, Fantastic! saw it and yeah. were pleasantly we, surprised uh, by it, which actually surprised me. Should we do a disclaimer for people who haven't oh, seen it yet? Yeah. Yeah, so we are going to spoil some stuff. So if you haven't seen it, I guess turn off the show now. Bye. See you next time. Yeah, Bye. this is going to be the last thing we talk about, really. Yeah. So yeah. see you next week. See the movie. <laughs> all right. Cool. So now that we got rid of all the losers, um, oh, I... Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, they won't hear this until after they see the movie. Um, I loved it. I was pleasantly surprised, especially following Cursed Child and the fact that all of a sudden Fantastic Beasts went from being a 42-page book to being five fucking movies. I was really afraid that this was just like the cash cow, just like continuing. And it was so good. And I think the major thing that I came away from this movie with is that they should have let J.K. Rowling write the Harry Potter screenplays. Because this was so good. Not a bad wow, idea. Wow, you really liked it. I just don't think she would have had time to do that because remember, she was simultaneously writing the Harry Potter books from for many of those years. Yeah, and... she was writing the books. Yeah, yeah. right. And... Well, I think I think they could have waited until she finished the books to make the movies. Oh, I, yeah, I think that's pretty well agreed upon in the HP fandom. Um, I um, my opinion is I loved it too. Sorry. Um. I, I really, I really respected, and I think it has to do, and I think J.K. Rowling herself is responsible for this. I like how the movie didn't talk down to its audience, mm-hmm. and I think like there are bits where that has happened in the Harry Potter films, where it kind of do, does these cliche jokes that are separate from the original story, like the "I love magic" quote, or even just like this silly little antics that happen because they want to just get a cheap laugh. I don't think that happened very much in this. At least it was, it was, res- it was respectable jokes and it was a little more adult, which I really liked. And I mean, there are like hair splitting critiques I have of the movie, but all in all, I was pretty impressed that I liked it. And Harry Potter fans are not very, you know, they don't let a lot of things slide with their opinions on things. So I liked it. Yeah, um, I will say, I uh, just in terms of critique, I thought that the uh, the CGI wasn't the best, especially on the beasts. I thought at times they looked very cartoonish which mm-hmm. wasn't something that I was used to seeing. I was kind of used to the the Potter movies where animals looked a lot more realistic. Well, they, a lot of them were also part animatronic or puppets, yeah. mm-hmm. which I, I, I completely agree. I was, uh, that's what I was nervous about from what I saw, like the goblin gangster guy. And even, yeah, especially inside Newt's suitcase. Mm-hmm. When you got to see all the beasts, like it was, it was kind of disconnecting, but also, you know, they probably didn't have the same budget as the other films had. So 
Really? I I, I don't know. I think so. The same budget. Um, (laughs) I think this the problem. The difference was, I think, what Matt mentioned that that there was a difference in, like, there was the animatronics. Um, I think that they just. I don't know why exactly. Maybe it was a different company making the special effects or something. But I do agree that some of the beasts didn't seem as realistic as they should have been but that didn't really bother me much i mean no no, it was just more like details like for instance like when you're watching a character holding a beast but you can tell they're not actually holding anything because they just don't have that they don't have actually any weight in their hands so it's just an actor holding their hands out Hmm. with some like cgi snake slithering all over it and it it looks kind of fake but the rest of the cgi i thought in terms of just like new york um in terms of the magic and everything i thought Bells, that all looked yeah. really good yeah yeah i I, th- I thought so too um going on to the actors i really i really loved the uh the characters that were introduced yeah in this. me too um queenie i'm a huge fan of i thought she, at first i was a little ugh, like I, I thought she was a little too sweet for my taste but then it she definitely grew on me really fast mm-hmm and um, Jacob, I think the uh, yes. the muggle, he was hilarious. I loved, I loved him. He was my favorite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say, as a critic, my biggest problem with the film was Johnny Depp. Really? I uh, ab absolutely. Why? I, I was just well, I don't know. Like, well, okay. First of all, his hair, the overall look of Grindelwald was way too much for me. I think they tried to make him look so off-putting that he looked cartoony. Johnny I Depp think he should have looked like a real person. Absolutely terrible in the movie. I'm dreading seeing him again. His half-mustache, <laughs> his blonde hair, he looks bloated. He's never looked worse. He, We've he heard, too. He needs to dress up as in- Captain Jack Sparrow to look remotely good these days. Um I I vomited both times a little bit in my mouth when I when I saw him come up on screen. But I thought the I thought the point was that he was supposed to look off-putting. He's Grindelwald. But no, but but not to the point where it's all it's ridiculous and I thought he looked ridiculous. It was borderline um, ridiculous. I really am interested in seeing what JK Rowling said recently about how he wowed um like he was just the perfect choice because what we saw from the one line that he had, or two lines, he said, "Soon we will all die eventually," or some 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 stupid line where he whispers, "We all die it. just a little," something right. like that. I did not see Grindelwald. I saw Johnny Depp in a a, co- a concept piece of Grindelwald. There's been a lot of debate about Johnny Depp because of his past. Um, we spoke about this on the show a couple of weeks ago. Um, J.K. Rowling did say she was delighted to have Johnny Depp on board. But here's the thing: it's not. As she has said on Twitter before, uh, she retweeted John Green and saying this: they don't cast the movies. It, this Mm-mm. was a this was a studio decision to boost the box office for future films, I believe. J.K. Rowling can't sit there and get pissy about it in front of the media, so she's between a rock and hard place right now. I'm guessing mm-hmm. that she is not pleased based on you know all she has said about the Trump campaign in particular, um, but she can't do anything about it. And can you get mad at her for that? Um, a little bit she could probably call a meeting with warner brothers and be like 
look, I need to be on. Well, no, actually, I don't even think she could do that either because then Johnny Depp and his people would get pissed. Like, but she's she also has a very highly. She has a lot of influence, though. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. She has no input on casting choices, but she may. It may not be enough to to right. change she their could decision. Say, hey, I don't think I approve of this, but they don't have to listen to her. Johnny Depp is such a widely recognizable actor that I. Th- that's also kind of distracting in these kind of films too. Right. It takes you out of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I liked him. Hmm. I mean, I think he's, a you shitty... love Johnny Depp though too. Well, I, u- I used to, but I think, I think he's a shitty human being now. He's a wife beater, but it doesn't change the fact that he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. Like both things can be true. We need to get out of this mentality of not being able to accept multiple realities. So do you I, think um, it's okay that he's starring in a major motion picture yes. franchise? Okay. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be in Pirates of the Caribbean soon. Uh, Grindelwald did say, by the way, I'm looking at the script book, will we die just a little? And some people are really big fans of that line. I don't personally understand what it Wait, means. will we die just... Yeah. Will we die? Like like a will question? we die, comma, just a little, question mark. I think it's got to be something to do with Deadly Hallows. And the whole like searching for eternal oh, life thing. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know because um, he says it's I new. did. I did like, um, well, I guess it's Grindelwald um, treating Credence kind of homoerotically. Did you guys get that yeah, vibe? That was like he sexy was for a moment. Yeah, it was very close to each other. I was digging it, and then I and then and now in retrospect that it was Grindelwald, like oh so. Like that's like his thing because he did the same thing with Dumbledore. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Graves. Graves was one of my favorite characters. He had great wand work. I liked him I think too. Colin Farrell really pulled it off. He was a natural with it. Um, so yeah, I was I was very impressed with by that. Mm-hmm. So you hope to see him in the future somehow, some way. Yeah, Micah, do you have any additional thoughts here? I know you've been sitting listening. No, I mean I I like what both Laura and Matt had to say, and you know I know we've already talked a lot about it, but. Uh, I just like the fact that you went into the film with really no expectations from a from a book standpoint. And I think that that made so much of a difference because, you know, as as fans, naturally, we went into the other films with, you know, certain feelings on characters and, and what should be included, what shouldn't be included. And when things got left out, people got pissed off. So uh, not really having anything to base that on, I thought was was a good thing and mm-hmm. I, overall i i mean i really enjoyed the film i'm looking forward to the other ones um i definitely want to go watch it again because i'm sure there are things that i didn't pick up on the first time mm-hmm. but all yes. in all I, I enjoyed it i'm definitely buying a niffler somehow oh my god i bought I a know. niffler funko i also bought yeah, Queenie, a newt and a um oh jacob get it we're in his gear. get it demi guys oh, i didn't see what okay. it is yet so okay so I'm assuming we're getting towards like the end of this discussion. So I wanted to ask a question. Do all of you think after seeing this movie, do you think that do you agree with the fact that now there are going to be five films? I can based on the amount of story that I saw in this one and the amount of setup that it did. I can definitely see why they were initially thinking about three. But given the timeline that she explained, it's like 20 years that started to make more sense to me. 
it's ending with the global so. wizarding war we know now and and yeah. as she said herself it's ambitious to start here and end up there um so yeah i think if she feels like there's an arc to five i trust her with that i enjoy so, the movie and i'm looking forward to the other ones and wh- um, when was the war it was in the 50s it was in 1945 and it's going it to be in, 19 years same time as world war Two. Oh wow! It's nineteen. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the movie That's right. It's ending right. Okay. with the war in nineteen. Nineteen years later versus Ugh. Grindelwald. I get it. Yep. Well, and 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 one other th- theory, I guess, which has been floating out there was, you know, the the whole introduction of an obscurus, which is something that's mm-hmm. completely new to us. But you know, just given both of your backgrounds and Potter, the thought of you know Ariana being and obscurus yeah and you know is that where grindelwald got his first introduction and and was he ultimately responsible for her death i know i was thinking the same thing um, uh, i'm just so, so excited at this point, that we does have he five have movies the, of this ahead of does us does he have yeah. the elder wand at this point grindelwald i think so because the and and the script book by the way kind of clarifies how the how the wand changes um there was there was a theory out there that tina actually gets possession of the elder wand but she doesn't because she does occio it but he drops it he she doesn't do whatever is necessary to take possession of it um so the script book clarifies that but yeah so like kind of what laura was was saying there's a lot you can theorize over um Lita Lestrange, the obscurus mm-hmm. what grindelwald's up to why he even wants it likes these obscurials so yeah, I, I'm I'm um I have the script book here and I'm looking forward to reading it again. I've seen it twice now in theaters and I enjoyed it both times. Um, I'm really excited for like Newt's character because I am really interested in seeing if he will fucking look somebody in the eye. Yeah, he's shy. He's shy. He doesn't. But I like. That I really. I like. I really liked Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, yeah. I don't I feel like so. we really touched on that, but I thought he was really great. Yeah. Although there was just a report today that um, David Heyman was saying that he may not play a major role going forward. He may not be, quote, the heart of what? future movies. Yeah, which kind of doesn't surprise me when you think about the fact that where you look at where the story is going. No, I th- I, I completely agree with that story. Um, that's what I was hoping for, actually, because you know, a lot's going to go on in this time. And I don't necessarily think that i would want to follow newt's fantastic beasts adventures for five movies but it's called fantastic beasts well you know what i think a beast could be interpreted as the obscurus well yeah but i mean i'm just saying that could be the potentially the common what if it's what if it's not what if the movies are not going to be just fantastic beasts what if they're going to have different titles I think they're going to keep it because they should. That would be a disaster. And um, they did say that they're probably going to keep them as that. Yeah. I mean, what are they going to say? Because then? he's not going to be the heart doesn't mean he's not going to be in the films. Fantastic Beasts and the Deathly Hollows. Right. Yeah. I think Newt will always be in the films. Yeah. Fantastic Beasts and how to kill them. Fantastic Beasts and how to catch them. Fantastic <laughs> Beasts and something else. Fantastic and then they'll Beasts randomly and... do Quidditch through the ages just because why the fuck not? Yeah, why the fuck not? It's making there lots of money. You know it's going to happen. Mock my words. Anyway, to wrap up the show today, it is time for Surprise Bitch. 
Surprise! 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 Bitch! Oh um, wow, you remembered. Micah as the hey, shut up. Micah <laughs> as the no, no, I'm I take that back. I'm going to be a nicer person during this Trump presidency. Laura. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I don't buy. I don't buy it for a second. Another <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> Micah, since you're the guest this week, why don't you pick a number between uh, ten and five twenty-five? Three eleven. Now tell us, Ooh. Micah, what went into that decision? There used to be a band. I was like, "Are you a fan of the band Three Eleven? <laughs> Popped into my head. Oh, sorry, I was dialing the number. Okay, good answer. Sure. This is this is Ernie. Ernie. E A R N I E. Hello. Yo, Ernie. Yo. Hey, surprise, bitch! It's Millennial. What's up? Hey, dude. Hey, hello. How are you? Good. 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 How are you? Are, 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 are you are, driving? I'm, um, I'm driving, but you're on Bluetooth, so you're good. Oh, cool. Good. Good. Safe driver. Where yeah, Where are you in the country? Um, I am driving home from LaVale, Maryland to St. Clairsville, Ohio. I live in St. Clairsville, Ohio. I, I thought you were going to say Maryland because you and Elisa have the same accent. Yeah. It's like I'm dri- <laughs> it has the, uh, you both say home. Home, yeah. Yeah. Home. So, it's a real thing. So you're driving home for Thanksgiving? Uh, no, I'm actually, I travel for work, so, uh. Oh, okay. I'm driving back from a job in Maryland, back to St. Clairsville. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, what, what do you? Uh, Are you like a trucker? No, no, no. I work for a uh, popular technology company, and I'm a field rep for uh, for them. Okay, you're so a field rep for Google. He works That's for amazing. Apple or Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, one of them, yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Very cool. Do you do you like being on the road a lot? I do, yeah. I love it. Uh, do you listen to a lot of podcasts? I'm, I'm assuming. Constantly. My, my phone, my iPhone's full of podcasts. <laughs> well, and now we know which company you work for. Do you have, like, these people that you, like, hook up with on the road? Like, oh, I'm going through Pittsburgh. It's time to hook up with that person again. No, not usually now. <laughs> what fantasy <laughs> do you have, Andrew? <laughs> I'm thinking of Meanwhile, that he's married with kids, Andrew. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm thinking of that um, movie Up in the Air where George Clooney falls in love with somebody who also who's also traveling and like they they have sex wherever they happen to ha- like have the same layover. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to travel yeah. to have that lifestyle, but um exactly. Ernie, have you have you seen Fantastic Beasts? I have, yeah. What were your thoughts? Um, I overall I loved it. Uh, the beginning started out a little slow for me, but looking back, it kind of fit. I think for me, it fit with Newt's character. But overall, I loved it. Cool. Yeah, yeah everybody much here on the panel was a big fan as well. I was pleasantly surprised by that. Yeah, I'm looking um, forward to the next one. Yeah, for sure. The next one. The next, and the next one. And the next one. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, we're all gonna be like almost forty when <laughs> all these movies are out. Yeah. Too real. Oh. Hey, I'll be forty. I'll be forty-one tomorrow. So. Oh well, happy birthday! Happy birthday! Thank you. I'm probably one of your older listeners. Though. And you'll be like uh-huh. fifty by the time the next uh, the <laughs> final Fantastic Beast movie comes out. Exactly. 
guys, we're now, probably going to be dead like before asshole. the third movie comes out, anyways. <laughs> yeah, especially with well, never yeah. mind. Especially with you President go Trump. Yeah. Um. Uh, so actually, I have a question for you. You can decide for the future of the show. Yeah. Should we talk about politics much going forward, or should we stop? You seem to be a podcast avid podcast listener. Uh, how do you feel as somebody who listens to a lot of them? Um, after the election, I actually had to stop listening to all my normal political podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Just I take a break. Couldn't deal with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's a lot. Started back. Started back again today. Okay. Uh, I think you should continue talking politics because mm-hmm. it's, it's the election sucks, but mm-hmm. but it's, it's important. We have to. It's exactly we have to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But we can kind of acclimate ourselves back into it slowly because that's I think what a lot of people are doing right now is they like after the election they just didn't even want to go on Facebook or watch CNN or do anything. Yeah. And now they're kind of like just just watching it for like maybe maybe 15 minutes and then take a break. Yeah, I think I think I'm done watching CNN, though. I just after everything that happened and they still, I, you know, it's just going to be more of the same on there with their same stupid people talking about Trump all the time. I just won't be able to stand yeah. it. So, yeah, yeah, I it believe definitely, them. like, but, but yeah. I, I kind of agree. Like I, I definitely am going to relook at the uh, news outlets I, right. I'm used to. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and I like yeah, yep. Yeah, I'm just going to read about it yep. online without the without yeah. the CNN nonsense. I already got myself a New York Times subscription. I did too. Very yeah, cool. I bought the online subscription it's 99 cents for the first month and then after that it's like 2.99 a week or something mm-hmm. um, a week yeah yeah fuck well you got look I, my dad was trying to say oh you know i try to save a little money i call them and i threaten to cancel i'm like dad support good journalism you know what do you think they, they, they are you trying to make the journalists less money like stop with that bullshit this is important journalism yeah. um and i wanted to support the new york times because of what trump was saying calling mm-hmm. you know good just just really hating on them on social media even after the election ended oh yeah, oh, yeah. They, re- they reported a major bump in subscriptions by the way forty thousand as of late last week so i so. read that and i thought that was i thought that was a good good thing too good right love it yep all right Sweet. Uh, ernie ernie is that how you pronounce your name yeah ernie. Uh, yep. cool well ernie thanks for your support uh thanks for listening and safe drive. And uh, hey, thank you guys for calling. Very, very happy you guys did. No problem. Happy to do it. Thank you for answering. Yeah. Sometimes people oh, no don't problem. answer. <laughs> thank you for being <laughs> number 311. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving All right. Absolutely. Good night. Bye. Night, Bye. You know that guy gets lots of head on the road. Kutang. Putang. Yeah, maybe some Putin. dick. Who knows? Maybe neither. Maybe he doesn't have sex. Whatever it is. I Why are be. you obsessed he, with this? He definitely has sex. Because I'm curious about life on the road. He spends life on the road. I think that's honestly super cool. And sexy. <laughs> yeah. Ernie, if you're ever driving through LA, stay away <laughs> from LA. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't. <laughs>
<laughs> so by the way, if you're not a Patreon supporter, uh, you, if you sign up on patreon.com slash millennial, you can enter our surprise bitch raffle. Um, and we may be calling you on After Dark today. Matt, Laura, and I will be talking about Black Friday, Cyber Monday, consumerism. If we've ever done it, if we're doing it this week, we're just going to – and, and um, our Don't listeners have shared lots of great stories as well. Micah, thanks for joining us. Micah can be yep. heard twice monthly on MuggleCast. It is a Harry Potter podcast, if you haven't heard about it. And uh, we're talking about Fantastic Beasts more there. We have a spoiler-free episode and a spoiler-filled episode right now yeah thanks for uh having me on i wish i was on under better circumstances yeah well i mean there's not gonna be better better circumstances for a while so this is pretty good yeah yeah it's always great to talk with you guys it's always great to have you on as well and i i almost forgot to mention i've i've been in washington dc twice since trump was elected president the first time i was down there was the same day that Trump was meeting with President Obama. Oh, that must have been a rough day. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, it was, was an like interesting vibe around storm Washington. Cloud that has just like permanently taken up residence over the city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, well, Micah, thank you. Do you want to mention the cool stuff you did down there? Or can am you I not? allowed to? Well, it's up to you. I mean certain bowling alley michael went to a bowling alley can we say that i did yeah yep and named special... after a president <laughs> there you go <laughs> that's so cool that's very is cool. it <sighs> <laughs> thanks we're Matt. trying not to <laughs> reveal it <laughs> go and d- google it anyway thanks everybody for listening uh without elisa here we don't have a closing song so um michael why don't you sing a song for us how about a song from the band 311? <laughs> if I remember any. Let's see. Did they have a song called Beautiful Disaster? Wasn't that their... Uh... They do. Um... Sounds like their big song. Yeah, there we go. Thanks, everyone, this is about for listening. This country. I'm Andrew. I'm Laura. I'm Matt. And I'm Micah. <laughs> and I'm Micah. Let's rock and roll! <laughs> oh, this isn't as hardcore as I thought it Yeah, was. no, I was... <laughs> <laughs> like you don't know this band. Beautiful disaster, Trump 2016. <laughs> All right, Ben. All right, bye everybody. <laughs> I feel like I'm playing Guitar Hero. Day seems like a good day. Burn a bridge or two. Burn a country or two. Trump, Trump convinced that that was a screamo band just because of the beginning <laughs> had a guitar <laughs> this part are you ready to rock ball with the ball the bag the bag diggy diggy i'm going to boogie wow why didn't we end the song with that why don't we end the show with that ball with you the, still bo- uh, the, the only good part is the first 10 seconds Ball with the ball, the bag, the bag, diggy, diggy, titty, fuck shit. All right. Mike's head is wondering what the fuck is going on. It hurts. Oh, God. The laughter. It's painful. <laughs>